0: Goodbye. happy hour
1: happy hour what's going on
0: uh, wait, wait as soon as you say that wake i played wake me up before you go go <laughs> yeah I'm kidding. Uh, this is don what's going is Trevor. on? trevor's happy hour 714-798-9806 we're on everybody's listening stream is going uh don trevor's happy hour huh this is trevor's happy hour Yes, I know. How are you doing? I'm good. You just said you woke up. No, I am not like
1: teasing you. I just got home. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I was kidding. I was kidding. I'm here. I'm here.
0: All right. Well, well good. All right, here's what we're going to do. We've been sure. trying to get Don on the phone. People can call into the show and talk to Don, 714-798-9806, but i got to start the interview at some point. Don, what have you been doing today? Well, I was working. <laughs> That's what I was doing today. I was started. at work. Good. And I, I just, I just like. Okay, I know how I want to start this. Back in the day, when you were like coming up, you were like drafted by the Yankees. Don Don right. Molo is—he was a Major League Baseball player. We'll get into the World Series last night, but I want to get into what. How come you were Don Molo? What made you who you are?
1: What made me who I am? Yeah. <clears throat>
0: um, when you were a little kid.
1: Well, when I was a little kid, four or five years old, I wanted to be a baseball player. Yep. So, as a growing up, I was really kind of a late bloomer. I did not have a lot of talent when I was uh, 12, 13, so forth. Uh, when I was 10, 11, I was the kid in right field. Uh, really wasn't any kind of a standout. When I got up into my teens, that's when I started to blossom, and I went from, I guess, from my sophomore year to my senior year, I, I gained probably three, four feet on my fastball, and I just was uh won all kinds of awards out here in my town and in, in the county, and got drafted by the Yankees.
0: Was that, I came out Com- of
1: nowhere, basically. Where I was, was it, not man? like I said the uh, number one guy on the planet when I was younger.
0: Yeah, yeah, but you said it was like was that Comic or comic South? Is that the name of the high school?
1: Yeah, Comac, Comac South, Comac South. South right? We um, we uh, we we got split up uh, when when I was a fresh a, a junior. They split high schools, and we had no seniors in the school. My school, so at South, so they we played a non-league schedule, and we we played uh, we weren't in uh we didn't play with anybody. Nobody came to watch us. Nobody did nothing. And then my senior year, when we actually were first time in a league, we were picked for last place, and we went to the semifinals of the counties. And I won the uh, the what's called the Carl Yastrzemski Award out here in oh, Suffolk wow. County for the. That's cool. Yeah, for the you know the best high school player on, in the county. But I want to go back before I, that. I want to go uh-huh? back.
0: Did you have a paper route? Did you have any other jobs? No, I started. I worked at a gas station when I was 16. That's my, That was my first job. Okay. And then you, that's when you started to blossom into being a ball player.
1: Yeah, yeah. My junior, senior year. That's when I really started to take off.
0: Huh. Did they have Little League back then?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I played little league. I played a, I played every position on the planet. I caught. Played every every way you want to think about. But I just wasn't a standout player. I wasn't like the young stud, nine, ten, eleven, twelve year old kid that was uh, the major stud. When I was twelve years old, we were at a forty five foot mound. That's when I started pitching. Yeah. A friend of mine who was his name was Steve Papeska. He was the big the big dynamo at 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 um at twelve years old. He didn't make my high school team, just to tell you how, you know, things change when you went to 60 feet. So he was the big guy everybody was afraid of at 45 feet, and we went uh-huh. to 60. He uh, he couldn't even basically reach home plate. <laughs> wow. kind of so, funny.
0: I know. It's like when I used to yeah. play, like, junior All-American football, and, like, when you're a kid and you're, like, you know, you're growing. I mean, I was like this little puny runt kid, and then all of a sudden I got – now I weigh, like, 250 pounds. <laughs> That's <what> uh, <laughs> See, it's like when you're like a little puny rut, you know. It just happens, huh? Well, you know, I went to school. With, I went to school with Bob Costas. I was. I would get into that too.
1: Yeah. Uh, and um, Bob was uh, had a lot of desire. He was. He always wanted. We, we played stickball together. We we played. I played intramural basketball on his team. He started a scene my senior year because he couldn't make any teams. He was small. Yeah. And they just they just you know like put him to the side. He, but he had a lot of desire, wanted to play.
0: He was the last guy. Believe, pick, he was the last guy picked uh, all the time. Oh
1: yeah, and but but where he is, he belonged. He was doing interviews when he was twelve, thirteen, fourteen years old in high school. He used to make believe he was announcing the high school games. He uh, he knew every. There were no computers back then. You asked him a question, he knew the answer. And he knew it right off the top of his head. I mean, it was unbelievable. He probably, he, he, like, where ran, he huh? is, he definitely belongs there. Like you don't want to know.
0: Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer and like and broadcast. Oh,
1: he's he's the best. I still see him to this day. We st- we're in contact with each other. We see each other. I go to games and I sit in the booth with him and MLB and so forth. But but he uh, where he's at, he 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 belongs like you don't want to know.
0: But it's funny the way you're bringing it. Out. Don DeMole is on. He's my guest. 714-798-9806 if you want to call in. It's funny. It's like you never expect to be where you're going to be. It's like Bob Costas wanted to be a ball player, and he could never do it. And you never thought you would be this. And then you just have to let – No! You know, it's like everything just happened. Like, it just happens. Look, <coughs> When I went away
1: my first year, I was 17. I went to Johnson City with the Yankees, Johnson City Rookie League. And, and I went down there, and I was expecting – you know all these guys to be like Superman. You know, I mean, right. there were no TV, no ESPN. You didn't know anybody. You didn't see anybody like like today. You know, baseball players back then were, were, were phantoms. You didn't see them. You know, and, and I, the first year by in rookie league, I was the hardest throw in the league. And I was like, you know, I I was above everybody. I went. I was invited to the major league camp when I was eighteen,
0: nineteen seventy.
1: So, yeah, 71. 71, 71. I was drafted okay. seventy. Yeah, seventy one. I was at the major league camp. I went to. I was there when Thurman Munson signed his rookie of the that's year contract right, were, coming out of Ralph Houk's office.
0: That's right. You were drafted by the Yankees. How come that didn't work yeah. out? Why didn't that work out? Well,
1: then the player strike. They they thought I was on drugs and everything else. They released me in seventy two, and and I didn't play that year. And then I came back with a vengeance with Montreal.
0: Why? Is that like was Bowie Kuhn in charge at that time? Yeah. They had a, and, they and, but Steinbrenner a
1: didn't own the team. CBS did. Wow, they thought you were on
0: drugs. And, that was like the that was the Horace Clark era.
1: Yeah, they uh, they co-opted a couple of minor league teams. It was the first player strike that year, so they had to get rid of some guys. So I was one of the guys they got rid of, and then I came back with a vengeance. I mean, I uh, I didn't play that year and the following year. Montreal signed me in December. I went to spring training in March. Started in ball and in um, next April, I was in Montreal. I well, skipped a, AAA. I I blew you know. I just blew blew the leagues apart.
0: You're a New Yorker, um, so I mean to be drafted by the Yankees must have been like. Ex- I mean like. <coughs> exciting. <laughs> you, you know, well, say that again. Say, I'm sorry, Trevor. I said to be drafted by the Yankees must have been like, oh wow. It's like it's like that's the one team you want. Well, yeah, I
1: wanted to be a Yankee since I was a little kid. Yeah. You know. So and then, uh, but it just didn't. Um, I don't know, it just wasn't the same, uh when I when I went there. It was Ralph Halk was the manager at the big league camp, but even everything was just different. I don't know. It just maybe I was just too young, you know, I was eighteen, I was even when I made it to the big leagues I was twenty one, I just I was turning twenty two in July and uh I was the um I was the youngest guy in the national league until June.
0: Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> Wow. So but, uh, they anyway, ship, you know. they ship you. To, they ship you to Montreal, and then now you're in their system. And it seems like that's where you stayed for the your rest of your career, right? In their system. Well, yeah.
1: I uh, they didn't they didn't release me. I didn't, I didn't. They didn't ship nobody. They released me, and I had a tryout in December in the gym.
0: Huh.
1: And I couldn't find nobody to catch me, so I was throwing against walls and everything else to get ready for the, for the. Uh, and, For the tryout, and Tom Giordano, his nickname is called T-Bone. He's uh, he's with Texas Rangers right now as a scout. He's still alive. He's like eighty-eight. Funny, yeah. So, but um, I uh, yeah, like like I said, I came back
0: with a with a mission, huh? You went there in seventy-two, then?
1: No, I was released by by the Yankees in seventy-two.
0: Okay, so then you start with the expos in seventy three. Seventy three. Okay. March. Right. And
1: then I played A-ball, A ball, double with went to Winter Ball, and then went to Puerto Rico.
0: <laughs> and then came back and made the team in spring training. I didn't play I didn't play triple You made it in 74 seventy four or 73? Yeah, seventy four. Seventy four. Okay. And that's the Gary Carter Garter era. Gary Carter was like Well oh, Gary and I were
1: roomies in Puerto Rico two years. We were roommates.
0: Yeah, and Gary Carter's from my neck of the woods here in Fullerton, California. <clears throat> yeah, I know you told me that. He's Fullerton. Fullerton, like Sunny Hills High School. Nice guy, great guy. He he would do go out of his way for any kid. I mean <laughs> I mean he loved kids and he was a great guy. Yeah, right.
1: you know, he died way too young. It wasn't fair.
0: Yeah, I know that Not I sure. guess that was part of his family legacy, too, because I guess his parents and dad... And his his
1: mother had parents. leukemia. Right. He had brain cancer, but his mother had leukemia. Yeah. She but, died when he was 11, I think, 11 or 12.
0: So what was it but like? He, uh, what was it like? So then the 74, 75 Expos, that was your year. Those were your years.
1: Yeah, well, between uh, between that... <laughs> I, I didn't get a lot of rest because uh, between Gene making me play winter ball and then playing in the big leagues and stuff, my my arm didn't. That's why I don't I didn't play that long.
0: Gene Mark, Gene my, Mark, did he yeah, even,
1: my arm, my arm caught up to me.
0: Gene Mark like burned you out.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, without a doubt. He just kept making me go to winter ball. Uh, I went my first year when Gary and I went down there, Puerto Rico. We went down there. With Cogus, and we played on a. We we missed the first two weeks of the season because we were in instructional league. We both came out of Double A. The team was uh, Mike Schmidt was on the team. Willie Hernandez, Willie Montanez, mm-hmm. Jay Johnstone, Larry Christensen, Ed Figueroa. I mean, that go on. We had a, we had a major league team. He was, I mean, the team was awesome. Yeah. At uh, at any rate. We had a sixty-game schedule. I went four and two at nine saves, and basically, we won the Caribbean World Series that year. And I really don't mind saying that the reason we won it is because I was on that team. And and I, I had sixty strikeouts in forty-eight innings. I had a one-point-nine. I gave up only a, a thirty some odd, almost like around thirty-eight hits. I walked like thirteen or fourteen. I didn't need to go back. He made me go back again and then back again. And my second year in the big leagues, I was in 60 games. In the first half of the season, I had an outside shot of making the All Star team. And we had such a shitty team that I had so many innings. I had a 1.9. And then I had a couple of bad games right before the All Star break. But my team couldn't score runs. I mean, I've pitched seven days in a row. I I I pitched two innings, four innings. There, there was no job of rules. There was no one inning, one inning, one inning. You piss and you piss and you pitch. Yeah. And and I and I warmed up more times than some of these guys pitching a week in one night.
0: But was that and was not,
1: that they're not getting
0: the game. Was that normal for that era because I mean if you think back. No,
1: he he used to burn out. Look. He like remember I, I, I texted you before what I did like didn't I didn't like what Roberts did. Yes. How do you take Kershaw? You have a team that won a hundred and two games and had an outside shot of of breaking the record, right? So what? Kershaw pitch every game?
0: No, but how gonna... do you take Kershaw and throw him in that game last night? Well, you they're... had nobody else. No, but they're going to blame that they didn't start Kershaw in the beginning because that way they wouldn't have given up all those runs.
1: Well, but I mean, still, he only pitched a couple of days before.
0: Yeah, well, I know. They're, well, that's all they got. I mean, that's
1: their... Well, no, it's not. how they win 102 games? 107 well, games. That, P- he didn't say, pitch no, every I mean, game.
0: I'm saying for game seven, are, are they willing to, like, throw a guy's... Ar- like, remember Mike Norris? A guy named Mike Norris. Remember bo- Yeah, Bill- yeah. Yeah, Oakland. Billy Martin used to burn pitchers' arms out, too, like David Klein. Well, you know, yeah, but again, they but they had the DH. That was different. This is the National League. Yeah. You know, the National League, you don't have a DH.
1: The, the um... Mark, what he did with the early in the 60s, the Phillies, he pitched Jim Bunny and, and uh, somebody else. Every they had a
0: nine game lead with yes. 10 to play and he blew it. He pitched two guys the, the last 10 days, days of the season. And that's why I want to ask you about Gene Mock. Okay, you said he overmanaged and like he ruined your career?
1: <laughs> I have to he, say he, that. He,
0: my second year, I pitched
1: my whole ta- I pitched my whole year with, with with my arm hurting. Damn. My arm hurt the whole but it's not like today. No. You know, we didn't have, we didn't get bereavement days. Somebody died in your family. That was nice. That's too bad. Somebody had a baby. Oh, that's good. Congratulations. You didn't go home. You didn't know that stuff. You you have a bad arm. What do you think? They're going to sit around? No. I, I couldn't even, I had to loop my arm with my thumb and my, and my belt loop on my right hand because I couldn't let my arm hang by my side because it hurt.
0: It sounds to me but like you, you say were, something, you you're gone. Have, you could have been like a superstar pitcher if they would have treated you right and, and done the right thing. Gene, well, look, one. look. I,
1: I had, I look. My first year in the big leagues, they, when we opened up in '74, there were no lefties in the bullpen. Mm-hmm. And he, and they, they said to him, "Well, how come you don't have a lefty in the bullpen?" You know, what his answer was, "Lefty, righty. They got to hit the ball as fastball." Yeah. So that was his thinking, but I mean. You know, I need look at today. If if I could pitch like Mariano or any of those guys, where one inning, one inning, or you know, whatever, or well, five times a week, uh-huh. <sighs> you know, I mean, uh, I have out. two scoreless inning streaks. That's that's it's never an eighteen and twenty five and two thirds. Mariano Rivera don't have that. You don't have that. Yeah,
0: your ERA. You don't it have to Your ERA was like three seven seven for your career, right?
1: Yeah, but I mean, my second year, my first year, I was going one point nine. I had a couple of bad games. And he he didn't use me a whole lot in the second half, and I still was in 60 games. Mm-hmm. I was in the majority of those games before the All Star break. That's how much he used me. And then after that season, he made me go to the Dominican Republic again.
0: Wow. Gene Mock.
1: So finally, I come back and tell him my arm's bothering me, and they look at me like I got three heads.
0: Yeah, well. I couldn't take it no more. And that's kind of why I said <laughs> about I know. That's why I said about J.R. Richard what I texted you Look, earlier.
1: It is, it is what it is. That's what it was back then. This is what it is now. You know, what are you going to do? I was fortunate enough to make it to the majors. I always wanted to be a big leaguer, and I got there, and I belonged. So I had good stuff. You know, Gene ranked me top 5% velocity in the game. That's a pretty big compliment. You know, right. so.
0: What were you doing during the 1986 uh playoffs when he lost and he pulled Mike Witt. That was like another game I was at. And then he brings in Donnie Moore and look what happened with that. Gene Mark, I mean, he made bonehead moves his whole career.
1: Well, look, when you overmanage, when you overmanage, you, you, you have no... Look at look what Roberts did, man. I, I, I still don't agree with him using Kershaw like that. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I really don't. You know, and, and Darvish didn't do nothing in either game he pitched. The first game he pitched, he looked like Sabathia in his last game. Right. So I mean, I just uh, look. Gene was was smart. He he knew the rules, but he just you know you remember Larry Durka. Yep. Astros. Okay. You remember what he used to do all the time? No, tell me. Add subtract. He used to rub and add and subtract all the time. Uh-huh. With his mid on his, on when you ran, when you rubbed on, on your chest it was add when you when you hit by your thigh it subtract. So if his umpire if his catcher gave him a fastball he would call the signs and he would rub off all the time. He was big for that. Mm-hmm. If you ever run into him, ask him about it. Okay. So Gene Gene says to me, he calls me in his office and he says, I want to make a little bet with you. He says, How many times do you think Dirk is going to rub off tonight? Mm-hmm. So I I just when I threw a thing I said two hundred. you know. <laughs> So he, anyway, I won. After the game, I forget if we won or lost. I don't remember. And I went in his office and I knocked on the door and I said, Gene, I said, you, I won. I said, you, you, you owe me. He says, what are you? He forgot all about it. I forgot all about it. But then here, here's a real good one for you.
0: He wasn't a player. We're in
1: Montreal. Yeah, Steve Ranko was pitching. I remember. All right? Mm-hmm. So in the first inning, he has me warm up with Renko. In other words, Renko's on the mound, and I'm in the bullpen. If, if Renko sits down, I, I sit down. So they get five runs. He we, we gets no you know gets out one, two, three. I sit down. Next inning, did it again. Did it for four or five innings. Next thing you know, it starts to pour. Game's called. Mm-hmm. So Duke Schneider was our batting coach and I was really close with Duke, and I lived right next, I lived at this restaurant that Duke liked a lot, and I used to be, eat, eat a lot of my meals there. Yeah. So it just so happened, we got rained out, and Duke was there. So I walked up to him, and I says, can you explain to me what that was about, why I was warming up every inning with Renko? He says, there was a forecast of rain, and if we scored a run, because you were such a fast worker and throw strikes, he was going to pull Renko and put you in the game so we could get the fifth, five innings in.
0: Wow. Okay. Okay but how? Who thinks like that? You're talking know, Gene. Mark did.
1: Well, yeah, obviously.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, but but you know, as it turned
1: out, you know it rained before and there was no game. It was it was cold. So, but
0: he, but he never really cared about your well being. It was about all oh, like no, X's, no. X's and O's and like uh, like what he could do. That's like. it.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Huh.
1: How he could keep wanting me to go to Winterball was was beyond me. After my first year down there, with all look, my first year, Goose was on Ponce, Jim Kern was on Arecibo, uh Steve Busby was on another team. I mean, there were all these guys down there that never went back again. Me, he kept making me go back. I
0: mean, did, he, did, I mean, he, did he just not like what you? Do
1: you, think you do, what do you think happens if you say, no, I don't want to go?
0: No, but I mean, did he just not like you for your politics? You said that they thought you no,
1: were... he No, he, 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 look, I was pitching six innings religiously in the big leagues and out of relief and, and not giving up runs, but my team sucked. They didn't score any runs, so I, I, don't, got, I don't have a lot of saves. I don't have, a, I don't, I don't have one save. And I only have five victories. But I pitched six innings in relief and, and not get nothing because my team can't score runs. But the fact is is that he, they wanted me to be a starter. But who today, if I, could, if I pitch six innings today, what do I get? $15 million a year? Yes. What are you kidding? Yes. I didn't have to go down there. I knew how to pitch, but I did, did things different when I came out of the bullpen. It was a different time. And, yeah, I, I didn't show. I didn't use all my
0: repertoire when I was, unless I get, was out there for six innings. That's why I did well. Can you <clears throat> do you think you were a better pitcher than Steve Rogers?
1: So I could pitch, man. I had more velocity than Steve. Steve had a great hammer. He had a little little cut, a fast, a little slider. That was a cutter, like, and he had a sinker. For Steve, I we were two different pitchers. Mm-hmm. We were two different pitches. My slider was bigger. I could throw a curveball, but I didn't throw a curveball unless I was stuck out there for multiple innings. But Steve and I are good friends today. Good. And had I had I gone the same route as Steve, we probably would have been a hell of a one and two. I'll tell you that.
0: Yep. It'd be like because if
1: I would have been able to rest my arm and, and pitch every fifth day. We know I, I listen I pitched it, I, I started it in the minors I hurt my shoulder for a little bit they sent me down for a month when I was healthy in Memphis AAA First time I went to AAA I went 5 and all as a starter three shutouts in a row So <clears throat> I uh I think I I think I could flip the bill you know Do you think that you 5 and 0 as a starter huh
0: I know but like as far as the Expos are concerned like when they like Never made it. Like, remember in '81 when Monday hit that home run and off of yeah, it was a ride. Yeah, Steve. But the, yeah. Thing, the thing is, I mean, did you ever still root for the Expos, or did you just like you just despise? Oh him? yeah, they were all my friends,
1: I, 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 I'm still good friends with Steve now. I see Steve now, and I, and I email him, and, and you know, I, I see him at golf outings and dinners. We're, we're we're still good friends to this day. You know, he calls me by my nickname. I still call him Cy you know and the same with Gary when Gary was managing the ducks out here i spent a lot of i went to a lot of duck games cuz i'd be in uh sitting in his office after the game have a couple of beers <clears throat> but um no nah, steve and i are good friends
0: even to this day steve could pitch man i know steve he could pitch. I, he was one of my favorites yeah. and you're an expo, just, you baseball. baseball huh? You're an expo at heart Oh, yeah, I have a lot
1: of good friends. Mike Torres is a good friend of mine because my first year he was on the team and he like kind of took me under my wing because, don't forget, I came from A to the big leagues. I flew by all those guys in AAA, Barry Foote, Dale Murray. All them guys didn't know who the hell I was. Yep. The first game I pitched in Puerto Rico, you want to left? Gary and I fly down here. Joe Licio picks us up at the airport the night before. He drives me and Gary to Congress. we are staying in San Juan, and uh, it's a half-an-hour ride to the ballpark. So we go there. Now on the team is Chuck Taylor, who is a Montreal Expo, John Montague, Expo, Dale Murray, Expo, Barry's catching Foot, Expo. So Larry Christensen's pitching, you're facing Frank uh, Robinson's team.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Kingman, Chris Shambliss, Mickey Rivers, uh, Elrod Hendricks. All these guys, all right? Mm-hmm. So at the top of the, f- the top of the fourth, f- the fourth the f- top of the fourth inning, Larry Christensen's elbow flares up, and, and they take him out of the game, and Bobby Wine was the manager. Now nobody, mind you, nobody knows who I am, okay? Right. Only Gary, Gary and I went down here together. We were together. So I get put in the game. This is funny.
0: You're like the guy. Let me just say this: You're like the guy that every player knows, but nobody else knows it, right?
1: No, you didn't know because, I, like I said, I went from Double A to, to 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 instructional league. I didn't play Triple A. These oh. guys all were in Triple A.
0: Oh, only okay. Right? Only in your organization they know you. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, but my organization knew me. Gary knew me because we were the little second half of the year we were teammates in in Quebec City.
0: Okay.
1: So anyway, so. I get in the game. I pitch the last five in the third. I strike out ten. I walk two. I give up no runs and two hits. Okay. Uh-huh. I Struck out Kingman three times. Uh, so well, I'm walking off the field, and Barry Foot, Bobby Wine comes out to like congratulate everybody. You know, the manager. Yes. So I so I can't curse on here, right? Yeah, you can. <laughs> yes,
0: yes. This is like uh, yeah, you can. Anything you want to say? Uh, yeah.
1: So so so. So Wino goes over to Barry Foote, and Barry Foote must have said to him, like, hey, wait, where'd you get this guy from? Because <laughs> I hear Foote yell, like, no, Foot's like 25 feet away from me, right?
0: Yeah.
1: I hear him yell, this fucking guy is in our organization? <laughs> and he, then he, he says it again. He screams it out again. He goes, this fucking guy is in our organization? you got to be kidding me. I'll never forget it.
0: Wow! And I'll never forget it. But but I, I'm funny just, as hell. But but you had a job in the off season because back then, like I talked to like a lot of ex players in
1: what uh, off season I was
0: playing winter ball. Oh, but so that's when they burned your arm out. So did you even get paid? I mean, what did you get? How did you get paid?
1: Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. But again, I, mean, I only had I only had like in 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 the course of over three years, I had two months off total, and that's two weeks here, two weeks there. The first year we when we won the Caribbean World Series that year in Puerto Rico, I came home. I was home for a week
0: and went to spring training. Wow! So I went to spring training. Wow! You were playing baseball like almost 24/7, like, well, what twenty four seven. I was and a power pitcher, mind you. Wow! I mean, how was your how fast was your fastball? Well, i I put it to you this way: clock you at. I'll put it to you this way. Mm -hmm. Ed Figueroa, you remember him? Good guy. Played for the Angels, and I watched him. I know. And then the Yankees. Yankees. And the Angels were stupid to give away Figueroa and Rivers, but whatever.
1: Well, yeah, okay. (laughs) But Figgy, let me tell you something. Two years I was down there, Figgy won 10 games, Mm -hmm. both years. Class guy all the way. Yeah. Class. You know what he said to me? And I'll never forget it. You tell me if you forgot that somebody said this to you. When he was in California, who was his teammate?
0: In California? Yeah, when he
1: was on the Angels, who was his teammate? Right-hander.
0: Uh, Nolan Ryan. Or, or Correct. T- Ryan or Tanana. Correct. He, okay, t- Ryan. Okay. Yeah, but
1: Ryan, you know what he said to me? What did he say? I'll trade you for Nolan Ryan.
0: Wow. You had that stuff. but And you weren't wild. See, Ryan was wild in the in the beginning, but...
1: Well, yeah, I know. Listen, awesome. he's, he's Mets. So I don't think I know that shit. That was a dumbest, but, um,
0: That was the dumbest trade for Gozi for Ryan. They always like think. I know, that. right? Yeah, I mean, look at Ryan. Like, but, yeah.
1: But is that you? How do you think? You think what kind of a compliment you think that is?
0: That's a great compliment. I mean, because that means that look, you had the same stuff as Ryan.
1: Well, you know, everybody doesn't realize this, but Nolan Ryan, because I was in Double A when he threw a first pitch 100 miles an hour. And does it, anybody? Nobody knows what pitch he threw and when he threw it, and it was one pitch. Do you know what it was?
0: Uh, no, tell me.
1: USA Today had a had a list from one to nine of uh, the fastest pitch he threw in each inning. Okay, because mm-hmm. they followed him around like crazy. You know, they didn't have guns back then. They had these monster machine things. Okay, so they followed, they had the fastest pitch in in each inning. He threw 100.8, you ready, in the ninth inning. In the first inning, it was 93, then it was 94, then 96, 91, 95. They had the fastest pitch listed in each inning. He threw, they had nine innings there, and the 100.8, and I forget who it was against, it was a lefty, some guy lefty, because they asked him what it was like winning through that hundred oh, mile an hour pitch. Was
0: was that the game where, like, uh, Detroit, where he brought up the table leg? Was I, the, I? don't. I don't.
1: I can't remember that. No, all no, I remember was... is that USA Today. I was sitting in yeah. some diner, some town, in in double A somewhere.
0: I remember it. It was uh, in Detroit. One of the players, uh, what was his name? Norm Cash, took a table leg off and walked up to the plate. And it was like a swing with it. And the umpire like says, you can't swing. That's not a bat. And he goes, I couldn't hit him anyways.
1: But <laughs> <laughs> well, he had a nasty curveball,
0: man. Yeah, Nolan Ryan. Uh, but like Oh, Nolan, he had a nasty hammer. Yeah. Well, but how, does, how much did that do with your legs? I mean, like your training, like as far as weightlifting. Oh, listen, stuff. hey, this is even better.
1: Nolan Ryan had a. They they did this, like, uh, Iron Man thing. Mm-hmm. They had all kinds of athletes. They had, uh, you know, um, football players, soccer players, every kind of player you want to mention. Nolan Ryan had the strongest lower body strength
0: out of everybody. Out of everybody. Yeah, because he always did, like, leg training. Like, uh, that he had like- great mechanics. He had great mechanics, like
1: Seaver and and he and his legs his body his lower body strength was forget about it. Holy shit the jets are kicking buffalo's ass, man.
0: Oh, I don't have the football game on, but hey uh Don okay who is your who is the favorite player that you ever played with or against? I don't know. I mean who's your best buddy? Oh, Gary was. Gary Carter?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we we were we were close.
0: Yeah, and I I've seen like pictures of you. Like you had Joe Torre around you, and like you know, you Bob Costas. I mean,
1: oh yeah, yeah, Joe. Well, Joe, I played against. You know, when he was managing the Mets, and then I, I saw him uh, when I went to see Bob one time. Joe is was, was up there in the booth. So you no, know, we we know each other, and and actually, that's that's in a way how Bob got in touch with me because uh, Joe Torre's driver had my number. And they were riding together one day, and and my name came up, and Bob asked them for the number, and that's how we got back together and touch. And this is going on now for, oh shit, five or six years now. So we we text back and forth. He he'll text me in the middle of a football game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, do you still live in the same air, same uh, vicinity of where you grew up?
1: Yeah, yeah, not far, a few so miles away, same township.
0: You're like a hometown hero. I mean, everybody knows
1: you. Ah, not really. I'm 65 now. Dear. Are you kidding?
0: <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, like, I got a, a football player that played on my high school team. He's like Ray Polaris, and he, like, had all the rushing yards and everything. And I see him, and I'll see him, and I'll go, look, he never made it anywhere, but he's like a hometown hero. So I don't know. You, don't you know, know,
1: like, well, the people that know me and, and went to my school, yeah, they, they look up to me because I was a ball player. But friends of mine that are new friends and new acquaintances, and I, look, I don't act like who I am anyway. I don't have that attitude.
0: You oh, know? yeah, you don't go like uh, flashing. Like, hey, look at who I was! No, no, no,
1: I don't. I don't. Uh, you know, look, I, I consider myself a human being just like anybody else, and I was fortunate enough to have the talent and, and play something that I always wanted to do. So.
0: And you had a lot of time bet- like after your like career into. How old were you? When I when I got hurt? No, I mean when when you it was the last day that you played. It was like it was over. It was like it was over. Was, well, they
1: they jerked me around after I had my arm and everything else, and then I had a uh, a couple other mishaps. But I I was probably like twenty six or twenty seven.
0: Okay, that sounds like I got a friend. His name's Jimmy Campanis. His grandfather was Al Campanis. Um, yeah, yeah, I know that name. Yeah, Jimmy, yeah, his grandfather was Al Campanis. We went to high school together. He de- he never was able to get into the major leagues. But he got hurt. And then what happened was he got released in the Angels Double uh, A organization. He goes, What am I going to do now? He goes, oh, yeah. "He Because when he said when he was in high school, all he ever said is, What do you want to be in your life? A baseball player. A baseball player. A base- that's all he wanted to be. Now he goes, Oh, that's so what I
1: told am- my, my guidance counselor in, my ninth, in ninth grade.
0: But but his dad or no his his grandfather Al Campanis negotiated his contract with the Mariners that part of his contract to sign was that if he ever ended up not playing anymore he got a, a free ride a free college education that was part of the contract on the Mariners oh, yeah? so he got a free he got a free ride like to he went to Arizona State and he, oh, he ma- and he majored like in what I'm doing like radio broadcasting and. He's, like, running four stations in Prescott, Arizona right now. But it's it's amazing. I mean, how do you feel, like, when, like, your career is over, everything that you ever wish for at 27 is over?
1: Well, you know, like I said before, I, I expected to play 10, 12, 13 years. Uh, that was taken away from me. So, But, again, you were like, if you, you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. Yeah, I remember roaring and Cromartie, He when he came up from Double A, mm-hmm. he led the Eastern League in hitting, and he came up in in uh, how long was it seventy four, I think, and uh, it was 74, 75, whatever. He came up in September. They brought him up, and so he in the sixth inning, Gene has him pinch hit. So he after he didn't get he didn't get on. He hit the ball somewhere, and he, you know he's out he he goes in a, in the clubhouse and takes a shower and changes and goes home. Mhm. Yeah, so would at you, any rate would you it, ever you know they fight
0: huh? Would you ever go like okay, this is prior to the steroid era. What do you think would you have like prolonged your career with steroids? Sorry to add I would
1: no listen, I I'm a very strict guy when it comes to drugs. Yeah. Even yeah, even when I was thirty-two, I tried pot and it wasn't for me. So I was very, uh, and I haven't tried it or done any, and I've never done anything else. I never even tried coke or any of that stuff.
0: Neither have I. So I was very,
1: very strict from uh, about uh, drugs and very strong willpower. But had Mark been the manager for years on after that, which he wasn't, uh-huh. Cromartie would have never seen the light of day in a big league uniform again. Because he cause he left and went and got and you know what are you kidding? You you're, you're called up to the majors and and you get a base and you get you get the hit and then you go and take a shower and go home. Yeah. But you, you know, forget about it. That really showed like he really wanted to be there. You know. <laughs> I know.
0: I know. It's that it was like two totally separate generations. I mean, and he like rolled right into the steroid era too.
1: Yeah. Well, you know. It's it's unfortunate that all these guys. How much money is enough? Do you do you realize that like like Kershaw now, now yeah, Kershaw and and Verlander okay mm-hmm. make more money in one season? Are you ready? Uh-huh. Then the American League and the National League combined when I played. Each I believe- one of them, not both of them combined. No, I believe each it. one. I believe it. Off-team payroll wasn't a million dollars.
0: No, no. But they didn't have the first million-dollar guy. Wasn't it Dave Winfield, I think? No, Parker. Parker was the first million-dollar guy?
1: Yeah, I think, yeah, Dave Parker. Oh, they had a million-dollar policy on him. I don't even know who was the first guy to make the first million.
0: I think it Could was. Could have Win- been Catfish. No, it's either Winfield or Ryan, like an eighty, like the when they went to the Astros or Winfield went. No, to the but United. Catfish got 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 you know three year oh, deal hey, for. But hey, remember that we're like uh, Oakland. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the owner, Finley. Yeah, Finley. 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 He wanted to sell Vita Blue, Catfish Hunter, and Reggie Jackson. Package them for three million and sell them to. I think the Orioles. I think it was. I don't know. It was like. Wait a minute! They're like, they're like pieces of meat. They like they want to sell them. He goes, "That's it." Yeah, but I mean, catfish got a few million dollars. Yeah, that was the time when they got that they, they wanted to sell. Oh, well, he wanted to sell the whole Oakland A's team and like cash in on it.
1: Yeah, you know, and then uh, Reggie Bronfman told me that that he offered Reggie over a million dollars more than the Yankees. Mm. Wow. Yeah, but he he turned it down because he got nailed at border, at customs with something he
0: shouldn't have had. Do you know a lot of insight as far as those Yankees, like in the seventies, seventy eight, nine, eighty, or like, or when they were in the World Series with the Dodgers? Do I not know? Nah. Yeah,
1: I don't have
0: a lot I of insight. Like, it was like Billy Martin was drinking all the time. It was like uh, him and Reggie Jackson didn't get along. Well, Dick Williams
1: was like that too. <laughs> Dick Williams became our manager.
0: He was always drunk?
1: Well, every time he walked out of the clubhouse, he always had two or three beers rolled up in a towel.
0: (laughs) This is Trevor's happy hour. This is Trevor's happy hour, 714-798-9806. Most people call into my show because I I like it better this way. They don't have to go to the bar and get a DUI. They can just call me, and we can, like, uh, hash things around. (laughs) (laughs) Except I usually go out at 9 o'clock, but you fell asleep. Oh yeah!
1: Look, look. This was like I got out. I went to have something to eat. I, I didn't. My, the the kid that's usually the bartender wasn't there, so I I left earlier than normal, and that's why that's why. So I knew I was going to be up at ten thirty. When you offered the deal to record, that was the home run, the lifesaver. All
0: right. I got one. Uh, well, so, I want to do this one other question. Okay. Uh, when it, you went to Montreal, okay? I mean, what was the nightlife there? Like in uh, the 70s. Forget about it. <laughs> nothing? There was nothing going on? Forget about
1: it. What Are you kidding?
0: <laughs> so you were out at bars. There was nothing going on in the bars or nothing?
1: I lived, look, I lived downtown. I didn't have to go far. Mm-hmm. But they, uh, it's the greatest little city on the planet. Yeah.
0: A lot of hot it, it, and,
1: and for them to take that team away, I can't believe they let that, they let that team leave that city. Oh. If they put another team downtown, there that team will flourish like no tomorrow, man. It's such a great town.
0: You think we'll all ever? they really? You think, huh? do, you ever, do you think they'll ever get into like Mexico and like Japan and the major leagues? Or like be
1: everywhere? Yeah. When when you go to Mexico, you got to think about where the people going to live. Huh. You know. You know. What I'm saying that's that's the thing. When you got years ago, guys had to have jobs. They couldn't afford to have two houses, so. They kept. They left the family home, and they they would room with three or four guys. And and when Montreal, the guys that have kids today, you don't have that issue. Now they can have six houses. They can have this and that. But who the hell wants to take their family and live in Mexico? Right. Especially when you could when when you you would you could be susceptible to kidnapping, ransom, and everything.
0: Right, or drinking bad water and like having diarrhea.
1: You know, you know, yeah. So I don't, I don't care how much money you got or what you build or where you're gonna live, but who would want to live down there? And then, you know, the kids, everybody, like if you, Mexico City, you know, it's not around the corner. that's fifteen hundred miles from the from the border. Yeah. You know, I mean, so who do you want to stick down there? You know, I mean, and plus they have baseball all over that country. Yeah. yeah oh, they have a they have a summer league. They have a winter league they got baseball everywhere so i don't know i mean maybe they might want to do london or something but again you know you're talking about there that's a, little, a lot more americanized or whatever but you know that that would be more feasible than than in, in canada i'm surprised that, that there's not a team back up there but it makes it makes look me at wonder. how well Toronto does huh
0: it makes me wonder like jimmy Campan has told me a story when he was a catcher and he was playing a place like uh, Los Noches or something like that. Maybe you'll know where that is. And the the guy the they had to play a game, and they couldn't afford to pay the players. I guess they pay him like every night in cash. I mean, like the box office take. Oh,
1: in Mexico, Mexico. Yeah,
0: they pay from the box office take. I mean, I go and yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't have enough money, and they pay him in cash. Well, and then well, well all right, go ahead.
1: No, no, good. Yeah. So no, when we played the. Uh, Puerto Rico, that first year, the Caribbean World Series, it was in Mexico, mm-hmm. a town called Hermosil, which was only a couple of hundred miles from the border in California.
0: Yeah. And, and the, the, the roads were dirt, dirt roads. Yeah, dirt roads. And and Jimmy told me, he said, you know, he had to play that night, but he, he was like the uh, the guy in charge of, I don't know, negotiating with the owner and and like the guy who was going to pay him and said, we're, we're not going to play the game tonight because we're not getting paid. Well, the the owner of the Mexican team said, we'll get you paid. Well, basically, as the the guys, the people came into the stadium, they collected the take, and right before they threw out the first pitch, he paid all the players off in $1 bills, okay? (laughs) So, you know, not this past summer. No, Jimmy was afraid. He goes, he goes. I got all this cash, and he goes, he goes. I had to put it in my jockstrap or my cup, and he played the game with all this cash in his pants. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah,
1: where do you leave it? You know, they're going to rob you.
0: You're going to rob you. So he just like had to, <clears his throat> Mike whole...
1: Mike Torres' son plays down there. I don't know if he's playing there this this or he played there this summer, but not the past summer, but last summer, mm-hmm. his son's team was in the World Series down there, and they won it. His son got thirty grand. All the all the imports got thirty thousand dollars each, and the and the natives got eighteen thousand dollars each for the victory. Wow! Believe that shit. No. Thirty grand. That's you got fucking, That's fucking. You crazy. know what we got in Puerto Rico. We won seven hundred dollars. <laughs> hmm.
0: Well, they must be bringing in the fans. Thirty thousand dollars they got. He got. That's in. I Mexico. mean, shit. That's in Mexico.
1: Yeah, Mexico, for winning the championship. Huh.
0: Well, baseball has become like uh, a different world. I mean, not back in I, – I remember going to Angel Stadium when I was a kid, Anaheim, but Gene Autry. I mean, there was like – you were lucky if there's five thousand there at 5,000 people in the stands. That was it. Yeah, that's how it was. And Atlanta was
1: like that when I played. San Francisco was like that.
0: Yeah, and our team was – That there was nobody there. That's right. Our team – well, I'll just say it because that's where I'm at. Our team was Mickey Rivers. We had Leroy Stanton. Uh, We had uh, Rudy Mioli. We had – Oh, I knew Rudy. Rudy was on my team, Puerto Rico. (laughs) Yeah, we had – who was our catcher? Uh, Oh, 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 as always, Ellie Rodriguez was our catcher. Okay. Uh, Dave Chalk was our third baseman. Um – and we all, well, it was like Tanana and Ryan in Three Days of Crying, or you know, that's what that's what uh, yeah. Dick Emberg used to say. Was Tanana's arm hurt yet or no? No, 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 it wasn't. In fact, I remember when I was a kid, Tanana was like he was like a schmoozer with the chicks and the and the uh, like. He would go up to the rail and like some hot chick in a bikini. He was a surfer, and he was like now he's a Christian dude. He was like now he's always into like religion and Christianity, but back then, yeah. Back then, I would come up to him and say, Hey, Mr. Tanan, I have an autograph. And he'd go, Hey, get away from here. It's like, I'm like hitting on this chick. It's like, okay. But, huh. but I didn't understand it back then in the 70s. But okay. It's just... It, yeah, it's... Rudy Mioli. Rudy Rudy was on my team, Puerto Rico. Jerry Remy was our second baseman. Yeah, yeah, Jerry Remy, yeah. Yeah, and that, that was my angel team that I grew up with. <laughs> was
1: Baylor on that team?
0: No, that was afterwards. Of... After... Uh, there was a guy named Morris Nettles. Remember him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Morris Nettles was on our team. Uh, I'm trying to think of the other outfielder, but uh, Dave Chalk, Remy, Rudy Mioli. Yeah. And then, uh, remember, again, I have Tony Salida. He was on there at some point. I knew Tony. Tony was with the Yankees. Didn't he get killed or something happened to him? Oh, That I don't
1: know. He was Hawaiian or something.
0: Yeah, something like that. I think he got like... Big,
1: heavy, set... Dark-skinned, yeah, I knew Tony. Tony was a left-handed
0: hitter. Yep, he was on our team. This is it, but did you ever play in Anaheim? Did you ever play, like, in Anaheim? No. No, no. you were in the national league. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, well, anyway, you played, so. I, know you, I know you played in Dodger Stadium.
1: There's only two places left that I played in. One of them's there, and it's Wrigley. Wrigley is where I threw my first pitch. Yeah. And then Dodger Stadium. Yeah, I
0: like. I mean, the greatest. I think that's one of the greatest settings on the planet. Yeah, I like it too. I I do, but I'm not. I'm an Angel fan, but I I grew up as a Dodger fan. Uh, Russ, you know Garvey, say Russell, Lopes, those guys. And you played against all of them. Yeah. 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 Amazing. I'm just yeah, sorry, fact, we, I'm, sorry. Uh, I'm sorry that G Mock burned your arm out. Oh, uh, me too. <laughs> 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 what are
1: you going to do? It is what it is, man. <laughs> you know, it's easy enough to say but to 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 turn around and and you know, just and, and say no. You just uh, you know Dan Dan Worthen, Mets pitching coach, was we good friends with, with me too. We were good friends. Second year in Puerto Rico, actually it was me, Gary, and Danny. We roomed, but Gary, Gary and I were on the same team. Danny was on a on a Bayamón with Tim Foley and and a mm-hmm. couple of other guys. So, but uh, Danny uh, mocked at a number on him too. He pitched nine innings one day, and the next day used in out of relief. Used them in relief. I mean, you know, it's, it's just unfortunate that the. Um, so, so you're it's saying. It's like I said. So that really bothered saying, me when he what used you're Kershaw is yesterday I, because. Yeah. You got a three thirty million dollar guy who has had some back issues that always comes back, and he's the main staff, main guy of that staff, and to risk him to where. They won 102 games. Who else pitched? I mean, what, are you kidding? Yeah. Who else? You know what I mean? How do you win 102 games? You didn't pitch every game. What came down to the World Series is, I'll tell you this. Houston, those those guys, they don't swing and miss. They don't swing at a lot of garbage. And they're the fewest strikeout team in the big leagues. But they swing it. They hit pitches in the strike zone that it doesn't matter what it is good pitch slider curve if it's in the strike zone they put wood on it
0: well and That's i also why I, knew to, huh? I also i also think that uh, it has to do with like their clubhouse like certain like they they're a family and the dodgers are more corporate like you know everybody has their own way of dealing with corporate wise like with the magic johnson and all this other crap that goes on but the the astros they're they're like they're really good friends in the clubhouse, and the Angels were like that in two thousand two. And there's a lot of teams like we are family with Stargell and the Pirates. Remember that one? I mean, oh yeah, Willie, Willie Stargell and the Pirates, they were family. And, and good old like,
1: Willie, man, that's who I got my only in start against that I gave up my first run in my eighteenth inning. Yeah, and Willie was my first walk, mm-hmm. and I had him rung up three two slider, and the umpire would wouldn't bang him. Wow. Looking, Bately. yeah, he wouldn't give it to me because a rookie star.
0: Because because of who he was.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I had him. It was right there. And that's the reason uh, I think the Astros won. But he was won. he was a
0: class guy, Willie. I think the Astros won because they were really a family and a and a team, and they like care about each other. You see that guy, like promoted. yeah, but I,
1: I knew they were going to score runs. They were not going to be held down without scoring runs. Right. Because they hit pitches in the strike zone. They're not like the Yankees. They don't swing at all the shit and strike out like crazy. Mm-hmm. Look at that kid Bellinger. How many times? He broke the record, right?
0: Yeah, he did. But then they they figured him out.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, everybody does. You know, everybody gets figured out. But, I mean, he's still going to hit his home runs because he hits mistakes. But I don't even know why this guy, he, he didn't give him a break. They were, they were lighting him up inside, and he was he was missing that slider. Oh, he, they were killing him. But, I, but you know, should have given him a break to get him out of there.
0: You just brought that up about uh, Bellinger. Can anybody ever figure out Mike Trout, or is he just that fucking good?
1: Well, no. When you have discipline, and like I said, home run hitters hit mistakes. They don't hit quality pitches out of the ballpark. Mm-hmm. They hit mistakes. If you look at Tom Seaver's numbers – Steve always gave up minimal 9, 10, 11 home runs a year. Yep. When you go and look at all the control pitches, Catfish, Maddox, Jenkins, all guys that didn't walk people and gave up 30, 35 home runs a year with nobody on base, mm-hmm. very few times is there a three-run dinger or a two-runner because they don't, they don't put people on. Where Siva, because he made few mistakes, home run hitters hit mistakes. Yeah. You know, and a lot of these announcers have an infamous way of when a when a pitcher wants to throw a pitch someplace, and, in, and Susan Wallman's famous for this, and they throw it on the, totally on the other side of the plate, and you know that's not where he wanted it, and the guy swings and misses, and she makes it into where it was a total accident, she makes it into a, 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 a happening. Like, oh, he threw the perfect pitch. I mean, she always does it. You know, but guys are zone hitters. They look for a pitch in a zone. And that's where Astros are so strong because as, if they are giving you the outside of the plate and you're looking on the inside, it doesn't matter if it's a slide or a curveball. They're going to hit it because it's a strike. They, they get wood on the, on the ball. That's the difference. I knew that this team was going to score runs. It was just a matter of if the Dodgers could contain them or score with them.
0: But they their bats like went to sleep. They didn't really. They didn't do nothing. Yeah, and why do you think the Dodgers lost? Because they only had Curtis. Why they lost?
1: I, I but just from the way I saw Roberts, that he really did some some choke moves that uh, reminded me a lot of Gene. I, you know, the Dodgers, I thought, were if both teams played to capacity because of the pitching and the bullpen, I thought the Dodgers were the easy victors. But that wasn't the case. They, they did not. The pitchers did not come through the way they should have. The only guy and even Kershaw the second time he pitched, he did all right, but he gave up some runs. But I didn't think I thought they were going to get Kershaw the first time out where he, he held them down to nothing. But this team, you know, once they got the, all right, we're in the World Series, let's get back to business, you know, they got over to the G- heebie-jeebies. They started to play ball like they can. Are you so, a
0: baseball, are you still a baseball fan?
1: Yeah, yeah, but I don't, like, I'm not, like, I don't have, I don't jump up and down for nobody. I don't have, uh, not a Yankee fan or a Met fan. I like, I watch both of them. I don't have any preference. I, I, uh, uh Yankee fans or, or Fairweather fans, you know, it's like it's like the, for the Yankees with the World Series, like one of them had a baby. You know, like it's yeah. like their team. It's the, you know nobody could give anybody any credit. It's it's always uh, an excuse. That's what I, I don't like. You know, I, nobody Yankee fans aren't humble, especially the the diehard ones. They just they're just not humble. You know you, they won't shut up once if they win, and then if once they lose, they they run and hide in a corner. I
0: know. I I, know, I I just I don't like them coming to my stadium in Anaheim.
1: Yeah, you know, they're a bunch of babies. I just I don't like, I, I, don't like, I don't
0: like Red Sox fans as much. I don't like them either. Yeah, we you know, like again,
1: it's always that their team, their team. It's like it's like it's like they're making money off of this team. I mean, I enjoy watching them. I mean, I like I watch Judge a lot this year, and I think Sanchez. I mean, how you got Tony Pena and you got Joe Girardi, two catches. How. Can you have a catcher that balls are bouncing off him? Like they got to put Velcro on his shin guards and stuff, so he can, so he can catch the balls. I mean, you
0: got to be kidding me! Right. How could they not fix this kid from ca- not catching balls? It's unbelievable. I got to ask you this one. Okay, the Washington Nationals—they are the Expos, correct? Yeah, they they got rid of Dusty Baker. What do you think about that? Well, Dusty. I
1: guess they, for the same reason the Yankees got rid of Girardi, he brought them twice to the to the playoffs and they didn't go anywhere. And I guess when they, I get, I don't know what these guys are looking for when they're talking about analytical, where everything's computerized and and this guy hits that guy and and I guess one guy gets thinks he's smarter than everybody, but I guess the old time manager is starting to fall by the wayside.
0: Yeah, and guess what? The Dodgers are now 30 years without a, a World Series championship. Now, after we get 2018, it's 30 years now. Hey, well, are you going no. to get rid of Roberts?
1: No, he's 40-something years old. Oh, well. How can you get rid of guys in a World Series?
0: Well, they, they did. Look,
1: I, I'm shocked that they got rid of Girardi
0: <clears throat>
1: with those young kids. But, again, if you looked, and the intensity of Gerardi and you got a bunch of young kids there that that don't need to have that every game is like the seventh game of the World Series attitude on them. Like you said before, the Astros, nice and loose. Yeah,
0: family,
1: family. They're a family. The Yankees don't look like that. You know, Girardi is is always like you know the last. I mean, they put a they gave him with with that team they had and the bullpen they had there was no reason why this team shouldn't have went somewhere
0: ah, i got to ask you this one too and they didn't fox sports huh? did, you, did you watch the game on fox sports what like all the games, oh like- yeah, with the Yankees or, or the World Series? No, 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 the World Series. I mean, did you watch like uh, the guys? Like they had Frank Thomas, they had. I- yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But I, I you know, like I fall asleep a lot, so.
0: Yeah, I know, but they had like uh, Big but Poppy. And you all talking those about guys. Joe Buck? And Joe Buck and all those guys. I mean, what do you think about all those guys?
1: Well, I like Arod does a good job.
0: Why didn't they bring Pete Rose back? He's more entertaining.
1: Well, he looks like a clown when they bring him there. <laughs> yeah, the outfits he wears—you got to be kidding me! Put him in a carnival.
0: <laughs> I know, but he's funny. <laughs> Peter Rose is awesome. Yeah.
1: Hey, um, Rod, I think does a good job, and um, I don't know—it's—it's it's sometimes with teasers hard to understand. But uh, I heard a lot of complaints that Joe Buck that. When the Dodgers are losing, that he, you know, like he was very partial to the Dodgers, and so where a lot of people complain that you, you, you can't be an announcer and and have that kind of, you know, bipartisan, you know, be be favors to somebody like like Phil Rizzuto used to be. <laughs>
0: yeah, Phil Rizzuto, he's a homer.
1: Yeah, holy cow! You know, yeah, it always it was always the Yankees, <laughs> the Yankees. Exactly.
0: They said, "Wait a minute. We had like uh, Harry Carey. He was a homer as long as he had a Budweiser, and like it didn't matter where yeah. he was at." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Trevor,
1: is this good for you?
0: No, I think that's about it. Except I, I want people to know who you are. Your name's Don Demola. You, you like bur I didn't understand how you burned out your arm because of Gene Mock. I'm sorry about that. Um, uh oh, you got a caller you want to take a call, or you want to go? Uh, give me one guy, and then I'll hit the road. All right. Uh, here's the callers. See, I, I'm not supposed to start this early. All right, oh, okay. All right. Oh, well, you want me to take this it? Guy's, this guy's going to ask you if you're a hockey fan. Oh. I bet you. Are you a hockey fan? <laughs> Hello? A hockey fan. Forget about it. No, you're not a hockey fan. All right, Don. I'm going to let you go, because this guy's some hockey guy that calls in all the time.
1: No, no, forget about it. All right, all man. Right. Hey,
0: I'll be
1: I'll be chit-chatting with you. All right, well, take we'll it easy. We'll
0: chit-chat again, and uh, thanks for coming on, and I'm glad you didn't fall asleep.
1: Yeah, no problem, man. Take I'll it take easy. Care. All right, take care. Bye-bye.